This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3583, for Wednesday, the 27th of April, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Take a Vint to Talk About Browsers. It is hosted by Dint and is about eight minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, after episode 3543, some messages were exchanged. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. This is your host, DNT. A few weeks ago, I posted an episode in which I complained about web browsers for a bit, and then I asked listeners to go to a certain Matrix channel and drop voice messages with what they thought about web browsers. Um, if you use Element, there is a way to quickly record a voice message, much like in other messengers like Signal and WhatsApp, but some other Matrix clients don't do this. Later, I would go in and download everything and make an HBR episode out of it. Only one person responded, although some lurkers joined the channel as well. Um, I guess this means browsers aren't really something anyone feels much of a need to talk about. While I waited, another idea that occurred was that there could be a matrix channel with something like a monthly topic, and then um, someone who knows how to do it, so not me, would automate downloading all the voice messages people leave over the entire month and then make that into an episode of HPR. Maybe that would be interesting. Then to announce the speaker, maybe a robot voice could be useful if we could agree on which one to use. Anyway, enough of this. Let's listen to Takov751 and I talk about web browsers. Hello everyone, Takov751 speaking. My take on the browsers is I'm using Firefox mainly, but I have at least five profiles for different use cases. I have a fortified secure-ish solution for general usage. I have one for uh, using GitHub, which is less secure because I mostly use it for GitHub and all the other websites which uses the Wauth solution of github so basically i don't need to sign in with any other website just uh, have to sign in with github and uh, i've got one more for banking and so on but there are some websites which have a mandatory chromium based need i would say so there are uh, websites which are not working if you're not using chrome so i have at least two modes Chromium profiles as well. So I I just basically added these as menu entries in my workspace. So whenever I need to use them, I just uh, pop up the menu and choose the right icon, go from there. So in my opinion, I do love Firefox and I used to use, for example, Midori for processing on a Raspberry Pi because at the time the Raspberry had no proper hardware acceleration so it was a, a midori browser with uh, disabled javascript and uh, basically uh, using a mobile user agent and that way it was kind of alright to serve the internet from there but uh, my take on take on browser sadly that uh, of course you need to use what you love and what you're comfortable with but at the end of the day you might have to 
build profiles and use different browsers for different use cases. Hey, Takov, thanks for your message. That's an interesting idea. I guess you could create desktop entries if you use desktop entries to open um, a browser in a certain profile for a specific task. I guess in a way it's like you challenging the idea that people should just use one browser, um, which I think, you know, I put the blame on browsers themselves because they're all begging us to, well, not all of them, but many of them are are frequently asking us to set themselves as the uh, default browser. Um, and also, I guess, maybe um, the idea that we would have to use multiple browsers is a little bit annoying because the web is just so annoying that um, it just seems annoying to have to have multiple browsers to use it. Then, uh, as an example, it's kind of funny to me the, um, that a lot of sites don't work on Cube Browser, um, or they tell me that I'm using an unsupported browser or ask me to update my browser, all that nonsense. Um, but then, for example, the website where I have to go to pay my water bill, um, it uh, doesn't work on Firefox because of Firefox's security. Uh, features, I guess. It it just keeps giving me a warning about how the site is framed, um, and I, I'm just unable to log in. And uh, no such thing on Cube Browser. It just works perfectly. So um, it's not that, in, in some way, it's not that Firefox is better supported in general, um, I, I guess to some extent because of all the security features and stuff. Indeed. And the other thing I noticed recently that, for example, on the UK Vodafone websites, the forms are designed to work only in Chromium-based browsers. And uh, there are other government websites as well, which are designed to work only in Chromium-based browsers because some of the endpoint and functions are only available in the browser. And the other annoying thing, for example, with the Apple devices, the iOS and iPad OS, that all the, all, the web, uh, all the web browsers are based on Safari at the back. So that under the hood, any browser on iOS and iPad devices are basically Safari in a code. So nothing works. Well, at, at least most websites which are need a Chromium-based, even if you install the Chrome on iOS, it won't work because it's not a Chrome, which is, which is really, really annoying. And the biggest issue is that every website now is trying to meet the standards of the Chromium-based web browsers and when there are no function in the other web browsers, web, web engines, then it just vomits itself. So the bigger issue here is that the, the one who's creating the websites are, doesn't use the common standards. They use functions that are only exist 
in a specific browsers, which is the most outrageous things of all on the wide web. And these are not specifically the web developers fault, because what I realized is that most of the time it is the framework, the developer framework, which they're using. That's the, that's the issue. Because those framework were designed to use those functions which are only exposed in Chrome or Chromium-based processors. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.